hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So today, 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 I love it when I sing. Andy Clark is with us today. CEO and founder of 911 Lifestyle. I'm thinking the title might give you a little clue, but we're going to let her fill in a lot of the blanks. She had a very successful business and she is a successful personal trainer and into nutrition and pulled it all together with a little mindset coaching, almost the trifecta. And what's interesting and why I want to talk to her is sometimes we think we all have our act together or that person should have their act together because look at all the things that she does and that she teaches. And yet she also had a little burnout. So let's find out, like, how do you just figure it out with, you know, taking your little bits and how to nourish all of the pieces that encompass us. And as a little side note with Andy, her husband is a first responder and thank you to all of them. But that is the, I don't want to say invisible occupations, but boy, do we take those superheroes for granted with the shit that they see with their eyes that they can't erase, the crap that they have to deal with, And then they have to walk through the door and interact with their family. And it takes real special superhumans to do that. And sometimes it gets too much. So we're going to talk to Andy as to why she found this wonderful need to serve the first responders now and take her little expertise and move it into their lane. So with that, I say, Welcome, welcome. Thank Thank you, Andy. Thank you so much. Lots to go. But before we start, tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Absolutely. So I guess we can go back to speaking of that I was a personal trainer, nutrition coach. So I was training high-end executive CEOs, working downtown, and, and I cracked. I hit a wall when I was doing this. And... I struggled to work out myself and I was Mm. trying all of the tools, all of the things that I was doing, like eventually in my career as well, I was working where I had my own business and I was contracting out trainers. I was training trainers 
and all the courses I did, I was not able to get myself back to where I could push and get that adrenaline rush back in the gym where Mm. I had the energy. I could fake it when I was out. I could train my clients, but coming home, I would struggle to, we, it was subway and we're in the city. Mm -hmm. I would struggle to go up the stairs of the subway. I would have to stop and pause to just gather energy to get up the subway, to get home, sit on the couch. And I was pulling out everything, all the things that they say you should do, the exercise, the nutrition. And so I pushed through, I would also go to my doctor and tell them how exhausted I was and how I was pushing and I had gut issues and they'd look at me and I had a six pack abs and and I'm lean, I'm fit. And they're Mm. like, well, you're healthy. Like, what are you talking about? It ended up getting to the point where I started getting a lot of colds and flus, sick a lot, moods were all over the place. Once I was married, my husband, thankfully we are still together because Mm -hmm. horrible where he would walk in a room and not know if he could just smile because sometimes I get mad at him for smiling the right day. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's so, well, yeah. Why are you so happy? Yeah. (laughs) And it was just a push from the time that my eyes would open, but on the outside, you wouldn't think that because I would sometimes try to still play sports or I just, I looked very, it looked Mm-hmm. that I was not feeling healthy on the inside. And then eventually had a couple of miscarriages, which wow. I learned mm. eventually is a part of burnout. And then I got pregnant with my first son and like crashed even further into my burnout. And I wanted two kids before I was 40. So we pushed to have another because I was like, I don't know how many miscarriages we'll have. I don't know how it'll be. And I got pregnant with my second child and I was in full on burnout with him. So then I didn't have the capabilities, the stress ability, the the strength in my stress system to support him what he needed. And he was born in full burnout. And I already had been to, I had pushed with my doctors to get me into specialists and do different things. And everything always came back as normal. So eventually though, I was listening to a podcast one day that listed all of our symptoms. Mm. And I broke down crying and I just remember, oh my God, I'm not crazy. This isn't in my, mm. this isn't in validation. My- number one validation. Hallelujah. Right. right. You're, you're thinking like, I've been to doctors. I've been to specialists. Mm. Someone me how crappy I feel. There's no medical diagnostics for that. Right. Right. And so I started diving into, they had, they had said the word adrenal fatigue. So I started diving into that and learning into that. And I went to my doctor and I told her, I'm like, we need to get my cortisol tested. And I started explaining a little more to her. She tested it. I went back in and I was about 10% to where Mm. cortisol is supposed to be, Mm. but I wasn't in the two and a half percent functioning Addison's disease. She says, you are showing signs of Addison's disease, but Mm -hmm. you're not there yet. So let's keep an eye on you. And I felt so lonely. I felt like this is ridiculous. Like 10% should not right. be acceptable. Why yeah. is that okay? You're yeah. not there yet. I'm not where I'm hospitalized because my organs right. down yet. But we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait and watch you. Maybe right. it'll happen. Oh, so I started diving into all kinds of things, holistic, functional medicine, but it was such a deep dive into our stress system and all the components beyond exercise and nutrition. 
and all of the things that mix your stress system, what physically taxes it is always a perceived stress. So it's something that your brain is perceiving is a stress. And then I was chatting with some of my husband's colleagues, as he said, he is the first responder and they were saying like, well, tell me about sleep. Help me with my sleep. Because mm. I'm sleeping better. I'm waking with energy. My moods are calm. They're like, how'd you do it? So I started helping them out. And I didn't realize how much of a struggle they were because my husband's always lived with me where he's always adapted a very healthy lifestyle. And then as I was learning all this with my son, we adapted all that into his shift work and all of his life. And so I didn't realize how much other responders were struggling. And once I started seeing it and I learned that suicide rates are three times that of line of duty deaths, that's in the States, we're in Canada. And the mm-hmm. bit different, it was actually suicides were even more than line of duty deaths. And that hit me. And I'm like, if I can have anything to do with that, I'm going to. So I just started helping more. And then that expanded to me working with first responders all over North America. And it's extended. So that was in 2018 that that just imploded. So I've been working with them since. But since COVID, I've had a lot of my former corporate clients, a lot of my um, moms, my one son is 2E, so two twice exceptional, meaning they have a learning disability and highly gifted. And there's a lot in between. And there's a lot where they don't have the mental or intellectual ability. Mm -hmm. So there's Mm -hmm. there's so many stressors with all of that. So I've started all of like moms that from there started asking me for help that I've now actually expanded and I am working with anybody that reaches out. Cause I, I swore to myself after I got out that I wouldn't let anyone struggle the way that I had. That's what I live for. So it started with first responders and I'm still there for them completely. Mm -hmm. I can't turn others away as well. Sure. My friends, this is why I want to talk to Andy today. We take for granted a thousand things. Well, first of all, I want to say, how lucky are we that you said 20 years, Yeah, 20 years, you kept going back. You were willing to risk someone else saying, there's nothing wrong with you, my friend. You look great. There's nothing wrong with you. And you kept going. Now, some people might've just been like, if another person tells me, I'm not going to say anything anymore. These are doctors after all they should know. But I think you figured out early on when your knowledge was a little more than theirs, because maybe, you know, they know medicine more than you, but you knew the nutrition end. You knew the effect that it was having on the body that they might've read in a chapter in their whole, you know, medical school career. It doesn't matter, but I love that you kept going. And interesting how it played out for you to the point where, oh, let's have that other baby. Houston, now we really have a problem. God damn it. It's no longer just me. And the thing though, is that stress comes in so many forms. There's your physical stressors and your mental stressors. Mm -hmm. And a stress is a stress. So it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It doesn't matter if you're planning for a wedding and you're really excited and all the families are really getting along and they're actually chaos and planning Mm -hmm, that wedding. mm -hmm. That is still a stress that if your body was already struggling with its ability to handle stressors, that Mm -hmm. will put it over. If your 
yeah, you have a, a great project at work and you're so excited for this project and you're loving to work on it, but it is a lot of still pressure and work or you're closing a deal that you're excited about. Those things are still stress that if right. your body is taxed with so many other stressors and we have so many little ones. So what is actually going to tip you over that edge mm. as far as your body where it can't balance out the stress that it's handling anymore? could be so many small things that have accumulated and you might've had a big one in there like five years ago, 10 years Mm -hmm. ago, and it's buried, but it might be something small that tips you over, but it was just because that scale was tipping. So when you're going in and you're looking at your stressors after as well, sometimes it is taking out the easy stresses. It is going in and saying like writing all of the things on a list of things that bother you. And it could be that you don't like the cup that you drink out of in the morning. That's one less stress that's tipping that scale. Mm -hmm. And if you start doing all these little ones first, depending on where your health is at, there's not as much bang for your buck in getting yourself out of burnout from those small things, but they all add up and they all compound at a time and they're easier to do and you get more quick rewards from them. So starting with those two makes helps you get into momentum to start working on the bigger things as well. So can you pull yourself out of, I'll say, stress, as you're saying, build some momentum? And it sounds like it's not just remove what's pissing you off and use your joy found here cup in the morning instead to get us, you know, bring a smile to your face. That's one piece of it. And that's a surrounding or as you said in the beginning, our stresses are perceived. So is it just, I'll say, physical, environmental, just little things? I, believe me, I'm the queen of, God, that really pissed me off. God, you know, like in your head, the little rah, rah, rah. And in conjunction with the right food choice? Yeah. So the thing with, and this is why so many people struggle to get out of it, is that there's mm. a lot of pieces. Like if we even think of just the, so there's like physical, there's nutritional, there's mental, there's social. There's a Mm -hmm. social one, which a lot of people got hit with during lockdown, during COVID and stuff. And there's environmental. Okay. Even those have all these subsets. So if we look at physical, there could be gut issues going on. You could be overtraining in a workout. You could be experienced environmental kind of comes into this one too, but it could be toxin exposure. So you could have mold. There could also be hormonal issues, which usually all of them, right? And we also get into your nervous system. So every time you're kicking yourself into a stress state, regardless if it's nutritional or mental or social, environmental or physical, you're kicking your stress nervous system on and it's like a muscle. So the quicker it is to react, that it starts overpowering your resting nerve. That even when you're sitting on the couch or even when you're trying to go to sleep, you keep switching into this stress nerve all of the time. Mm -hmm. So that's part of physical too, is we need to go in and start retraining your resting nerve. So the physical has so many different pieces to it as well, beyond just, hey, you need to be more active. Right. We dive into that hormonal piece too. Like, as you were saying, cortisol, if we think of your stress hormones, first off, stress is in charge of. 50 hormone responses. We have cholesterol, blood pressure, your sleeping, waking, anger, moods, reproductive, sex, all these, there's 50 different hormones that they're in charge of. Wow. 
Yeah. So the thing is, is that when we're starting to look at the stress hormone pathway, I kind of relate it to like a mountain. So at the top of this mountain, you have pregnilone. And imagine that's like this beautiful, huge waterfall. Mm -hmm. And then this waterfall is flowing down the mountain, but as it goes, it splits. So it comes down and then it splits. That's actually two hormones doing their job. And then that water splits again. And now there's four different hormones doing their job. By the time it gets down to the bottom of the mountain, it's split many different times going down. And at the bottom is where you have cortisol, testosterone, and estrogen. At the bottom? At the bottom. Wow. So let's say that midway through going down this mountain, let's say there is a rock slide. And let's mm-hmm. say that one of these hormonal pathways on the rock slide is now covered. That means that everything's going to flow down that other path. So you get a rush down the other path and the mm. other one's depleted. So every pathway that that split going down from that other path is now getting depleted. And so getting this complete picture of these hormones is so important to understand what's going on. But if we also dive back into, if you're perceiving too many stressors, then your stress system that handles all of these hormones, they can't do their job. Right. So you go to somebody that can help realign these hormones. But if you're not fixing those other pockets, then they can only do so much before you put yourself in that state again. Uh-huh. Vicious cycle. Here comes the mindset. Right. So, well, it's all with that. So it's not even just the mindset because mm-hmm. if your nervous system is firing all the time, kicking you into a stress state, then no matter how much you work on just on the mindset of the way that you're thinking, mm-hmm. if your stress system keeps kicking in, then you keep going into this heightened state. Right. Of, this is an emergency. So you start seeing everything as a fire. So there's so many pieces to this puzzle. Very much so. And I love the metaphor and the visual because that really makes sense as to the breakoffs and the breakoffs. But when, you know, that's at the end game. Like, oh, yeah, no, these these are off. So instead of being like, oh, let me find out how I can, you know, improve my cortisol or, you know, equal out my test. No, let's now go a little further where, you know, now you're going upstream to find where the disconnect is. The thing is, is that every time you're implementing one of these habits, you are helping yourself a little bit. You're helping your your brain clarity. You're helping your emotions. You're helping that, which then helps you work on one of the other ones a little easier because you have more bandwidth, you have more energy. So Hmm. you are for a while, you're climbing a steep hill at the start. But as you keep climbing, that hill starts to level off the more things you add in. The thing though, with building habits is if you're going to try to add all of this all at once, Hmm. overwhelming. Yeah. And when you're doing any habit, even adding in one habit, it's a gong show at the start. I mean, you're contemplating it, you're resisting it, you try it out, but you 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 maybe did a plan that you thought might work, but then you realize this doesn't work into this time of my life or this stage of my life or wherever you implemented it, there's something blocking it at that point. Like, oh, like, so for example, too, I have been increasing my workouts in the morning. I've been trying to, and I have a habit of, getting on my phone as soon as I wake up. So I was realizing I was cutting into that time. So I had to decrease that first. So if you're going to try to do 10 different things, 10 different things that are going to happen, start pushing through, like 
it gets overwhelming and exhausting. And you're like, "Mm, I'm done. This isn't going to work. I can't do this. And so thinking about where do I feel that I can make a change right now that's realistic, that will fit in my life, and that I want to make that change right now, you focus on that one thing first, that will give you more energy and bandwidth to then start going through it again. I did a podcast episode actually on this the other day about a whole strategy on being able to figure out where to start. So I had one that was specific for first responders Okay, mm-hmm. because everybody kept asking me, I was like, I need to do one for everyone. Correct. It's called burnout expert podcast. Okay, good. And I'm only about eight episodes in, but we dive into all of this base strategies that you and I are speaking of today. Mm-hmm what to do when habits fail, how to really start bringing in the habits, just how hard it is. So you just got to start with having some grace with yourself. Okay. Because, well, I can only hear those words. I can only do, you know, I suck as a, um, a you can hear it all in those words. I, we've said it all to ourselves, But yet, if it's like, be your own cheerleader and your own champion and be like, I am a bad bitch and hell, I'm going to do five today and high five because I did them. Right. And if we even think of this with sleep, because sleep is so important, right? Uh So if we look at it from one side, you're supposed to, for sleep, at seven to eight hours of a really good solid sleep, you're supposed to get 20% deep and 20, 25% REM. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to take you this amount to fall asleep. Well, what if you have a newborn baby or a toddler? How realistic is it for that to happen? Right. And that's the thing. We have to sometimes think of the stage of the life. Well, what would be a success for somebody with a newborn? So you start thinking about it and being like, well, the feeds are every two hours. What if I can get. After the feed, I have this little ritual that I do to get myself back to sleep as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And then what if I gave myself a nap when this baby is napping the next afternoon? And what if that gives me six hours of sleep, right? But the thing is that sometimes we stop and we look at what are the quote unquote norms? (laughs) And it's like, but norms for who? Norms for what? for what stage of life you're at, for where you're at, it's better to look, where am I? And what would it look like to move that bar one notch? Mm, I love that idea. And more importantly, it's all about you, 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 you. And I was like, me, 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 just me. And if we, in this day and age of social, of everybody, 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 I want that. I want to be like that. I want what they're having. And then down the rabbit hole, comparison. I'm not, oh my God, I'm this. I'm, you know, right down. Right. And that's where there's a book I love. It's called The Gap in the Gain. Okay. It's a business book, but it talks about how so many people are always looking at the end goal and they mm-hmm. don't really stop and think of all of their successes along the way. And if we stop and really look at ourselves, like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is just the reality. This is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It is one notch better. So even things I'm saying, I'm trying to work out more in the morning. My background is a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get in 10 to 15 minutes of an exercise in the day. But your background as a 
personal trainer. And that was, again, something that you learned, something that you did. It was what you did for a living at a point in your life. You could still continue to do it. Or now look at this. Now you're more, and now you're a podcast host. And now you're, and now you're, and now you're. So just because you were, just because you know how to, we don't have to keep it at that level. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. I don't need to have those six pack abs. I am a mother with two children and I don't walk around with cut off tops all the time. Like I did in my early. <laughs> right? like, it's different yeah. Yes. Yes. Goals. Exactly. My goals are to be able to continue to be as active with my children and to be happy. We haven't even gone there, but it's so interesting how the top of the mountain, the euphoria that starts and then it splits down and so many things. And happy is, I want to say sometimes like fleeting. It's like, oh, this beautiful sunny day today and the birds are singing. That makes me happy. But if then I like, ah, close to fall. Hmm. Yeah. So your serotonin is that happy feel good and happy. I see that sunset. So anti-anxiety and antidepressants are serotonin operated. They're synthetic serotonin is what mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. And 90% of that is released in our gut. Mm. So every time that you perceive a stress, your stress nerve kicks in. And when your stress nerve kicks in, it doesn't know that you're reading an email or you're just having a thought that you don't need to actually physically fight the fight. You don't need to run from this bear or the lion. It doesn't know that. So it kicks in all of the hormones and systems that it needs to fight or fight. And when you're fleeing, you don't need to stop and have a poop and Mm -mm. you don't need to stop and have a meal. So your digestion slows down. So there are some people that are doing all the things. I'm trying to find joy. I'm trying to do this. But if their gut is so inflamed and so stressed and that stress nerve keeps kicking in their guts. So mm-hmm. maybe you're going to a gut specialist, but if that nervous system is right. climbing so much that it keeps slowing down their gut, then same thing as we said with hormones, that gut specialist can only make it so far with them. I think from that, I just want people who are hearing this just to know that if you are trying all the things and you still aren't able to find joy in things and you're needing to be on antidepressants and stuff, Just know that that could possibly be that your gut is not releasing enough serotonin into your body. So for somebody who comes to you, I'm having these issues. So there's some diagnostic testing just to see where we're at. Let's see what the numbers say, what the levels are. And are there more that we could, you know, ask for and look for? And I'm curious if like blood sugar runs into this at all or. Yeah. If you're waking mid sleep, it's quite often a blood sugar issue. Just for anybody who is, if you, you wait, you sleep for a few hours and keep waking or you keep waking early, no matter what, but every time your stress system kicks out. So this is just a side note. I'm on a mm-hmm. but every time your stress system kicks out, it sends out cortisol and glucose. So Mm. if your stress nerve is always kicking in, always kicking you in a stress state, you're always releasing glucose and you run through glucose factor and you don't have enough glucose for a proper seven, eight hour sleep. So that may be a reason why you're waking up as well. So to segue in what you're saying, when I was working with first responders at the start, I was like, oh, we need to do all these tests. We need to get them in. You know, I know their hormones are off. I know their guts are off. We need to do all this stuff. 
So for a while in my program, what we did was we got them in and we would have them go through these tests and then the practitioner would meet them and would get them on all these supplements and get all of this stuff. But the thing is, is where I lie with my specialty is really getting that big picture, figuring out where we need. I work on the nervous system and I can do the basic gut stuff and getting some of your nutrition and getting the mindset stuff, mindset pieces, getting you to not be stressing over as many things. And what we found was if they were focusing on all of the results of that test, then they weren't able to focus on what it was that I did. And then the practitioner kept getting stuck with the hormones Mm -hmm. and stuck with the gut and his things. Mm -hmm. So what I do quite often is when they come in, I'll spend a couple of hours. I just get somebody and we we spend a couple of hours really diving into their life, Mm -hmm. all of their different health issues, all of the different stressors in their lives, everything. I ask 50 million questions and we'll go over for two hours just for me to really understand this whole picture of their life because everything's different. Stages Mm -hmm. of life, exposures to stress, all the way that your DNA and genetics is and, and all how that all responds. And so from there, there are some that I may start to get right away to a practitioner, like the person I spoke with yesterday, mm-hmm. medical issues, I would, even though I know that they need to do some of the stuff that I do, they need medical intervention right now. So for them, but that's a rare case, even my first responders with their PTSD and all of that, I had guys that could not make it through PTSD treatments because their stress nerve was firing so much that they couldn't calm down and get out of that fight or flight state enough. So Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we can get that nervous system regulated because as soon as you get that nervous system regulated, then it opens up to be able to work on these other pieces. And then we figure out where is it? Is it sleep? We need to go with you. Is it nutritional stuff? Mm -hmm. And where is it with you? Part of it is where I see where we should go, but it has to be where you're able and willing to see it go as well. What I meant to ask earlier, and I didn't mean to interrupt, we're using the word burnout. Burnout to me, from just my definition, is almost like something that has a short life, if that makes sense. Meaning like something happened, like, wow, you really went hard to finish that deadline or look at what you were trying to achieve. But, it, you know, like almost climbing to the top of the mountain, but right at the right before you get there, yes, you make a misstep and then you come tumbling down. That in my head is burnout. But yet I'm getting the feeling that burnout is just a lot of these intakes that we absorb that build up and are triggering, as you said, the stress muscle to be like alert, alert. And then you're always in a heightened state. Yeah. So usually when I first start talking to somebody, they'll tell me about one incident. Ah. Diving into it. I'm like, what happened five years ago? What happened 10? Or I'll start asking them about things, even in their childhood, you know, was there any Mm -hmm. mold in your house when you had a childhood? Like there could be mental things that happened as well, or physical things that happened. And starting to dive into it, like for females too, asking them about their cycles, like starting to talk into that or getting PCOS. That's a huge indicator that your hormones are off, right? 
So we don't always see this accumulation of, okay, so you had some health issues or yeah, my cycles are off or I get PMS really bad. But then, you know, you start getting short with your kids or you start getting colds and flus and these things creep up or you start getting indigestion or bloating. Oh, I've been bloated for years. What's the big Mm. deal? You get so used to it, right? Right. That you don't link all of these things with what you kind of associate with a burnout crash as being. And once you start looking at it, you're like, oh, oh, you know, I kept getting injured when I was working out or all of these things, colds and flus, allergies. So it really is a culmination of all of so many different factors. Toxins as well is a big one. So that really affects people that that can be an accumulation where maybe their work office changed locations and where their work is, maybe there is a, a more of an exposure to toxins right? So there's so many different pieces to this puzzle and we don't link all those pieces. So yeah, right. we usually associate it with that burnout crash. And the thing is, is because it's so accumulative, quite often, depending on how deep you are in it, you'll find that people will be able to do some things. Okay. I'm going to start being more active. I'm going to start improving my health. I'm going to do this. I, I might go dry, have a dry month right? And they start feeling better because they pulled some of that stress off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, those things start ramping up again. Yeah, so, that is so interesting that we just get used to it. Isn't that crazy? And one of the biggest things is dehydration. Like your body is 60% water. And where your body decides that when you're dehydrated, it's going to take the water from first is your brain, because you don't need to big picture think when you're in a crisis. You need to just quick get out, like just in the Mm -hmm. moment. And so just adding in more water really helps you start thinking and focus and staying calmer, but we don't associate it because our thirst signal just slowly goes away over time. So we just get used to being dehydrated. That's just how it is post-pregnancy. That's just how you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to be tired for the first, what, five years or 15 or 20, you know, that's just being a mom, that's a parent. This is not how it's not just supposed to be like that, but we accept it. It's it's the norm. But yet our body is designed to run optimization, but we may not know what that is or if we ever experienced it. Yes. If you've never experienced, how do you know? Like, how do you know what good feels if you've never really felt good? Mm-hmm. Let's say even that you grew up not eating very healthy and then you change so that you're eating healthier, but- as you're eating healthier, your life changed and you had more stressors in, you still may not feel the effects of that. Correct. Oh, we did not finish answering your question on testing. There's another great test that we do, which is a hair mineral analysis test. A hair mineral analysis test takes about two inches of your hair. And that's where, so with a blood test, it'll only tell you what's in your system right now. Mm -hmm. A hair mineral analysis test will tell you what is in your system over two to three months. So it will tell you what vitamins and minerals your stress system is deficient in. Mm. And there's, there's no way that you can eat enough foods to get your magnesium levels to where they need to be in our stress world. For first responder, there was with their shift work and their stressors that they do take in, there's no way that they could eat the amount of nutrients that their stress system requires. So that helps us. It also helps with heavy metals, which was huge for our first responders because they are exposed to heavy metals all the time. Every Mm -hmm. fire, 
heavy metals were coming on them and stuff. So that was also a huge one, but there's a lot of gut issues and anxiety and depression that associated with quite a few metals where I live, our pipes are, are lead. So that's a big one as well. And that can lead to anxiety as well. Mm. So just making sure that depending on where somebody lives as well would depend on which test would be great. Another test that we do is the oats test. It's an organic acid test. Mm-hmm. I relate that one to being like an emissions test in the car. When your body is really stressed, you don't break down and absorb and release things in the same way that you do when you are healthy. So you're able to find out where certain systems in your body are deficient. So you know where to be helping those as well. So I would help them understand about all the different gut tests, what the protocols are, how to help out. And then they can go to a practitioner and find out what the practitioner would recommend for them. And then once they're on protocols, I help them as well. Because if they have to go gluten or dairy free and they never have, I can help them figure out how to manage that in a realistic way. So you basically have a plan and everybody as individual as we are, their timetable, everybody is different because everybody's body's different. Everybody, you know, might start with you in a different state. And then is there an average, or again, it's really on an individual of, you know, once a roadmap is laid out and we start following this and hopefully then that leads to that, that leads to that. Is it a six month, nine month, two year for if we were to follow everything to reset, realign, read, like, let's really take care of this machine that we call our body, our vessel to get it to maximum performance of that? Well, that's really going to depend on the individual. If somebody comes to me and they're already like, you have the aura ring coming, you're Mm -hmm, already tracking mm -hmm. your stats, you've already Mm -hmm. done a lot of the mindset stuff. And for you, it's more of like, okay, you are already in the mindset. You've already built a lot of habits and we're just stacking on though. Right. It depends as well on how fast you want to go into things and where you're at. You might, we might find something that you're stuck on. It's always a journey. Honestly, it's something to work on throughout your whole entire life. And and it's hard to say because I've had first responders who like in six months, well, many of them, once we start getting their sleep on track and stuff in six months, we'll say even like they had suicidal thoughts and those are gone and stuff too, but we still have to work on so much of the mental. So it depends how much mental do you have? Was there a lot of childhood stuff? So there's different therapies to getting you and who do we refer you to for a different type of therapist is based on your personality and Mm -hmm. how you're, how ready are you for therapies as well? If you're going to go that route, I say that's a very important piece. We all have childhood traumas. As parents, we always do the best, but we're still always going to screw up our kids. Correct. Absolutely. So there's a difference of how long will somebody work with me versus how long will somebody work on this? Working yeah. with me, some people within six months have gotten enough of the pieces of the puzzle that they feel they're mm. confident and ready to go on on their own. And then in maybe a year, they'll call me back again and go, can we do a few more sessions? A little tune up. Yeah. But as you know, too, that every stone that we uncover... Yeah. I'm going to start showing you more things that are out there to continue to work <laughs> on that. I feel it would be sad if anybody stops working on themselves. Right. It's never complete. It's always that work in progress. There's no flag on top. No one's ever made it to the top. And then no. that's good. 
And that's the exciting thing. This journey is so fascinating. And just getting there. And like, I had no idea five years ago, the things I, two years ago, the things I know now, like, and I have been diving into one-on-one therapy recently. And I did this, uh, do you know, brain spotting and talking to your parts. Mm, I've, mm -hmm. I've just did this. And I'm going to say, as I was doing it, I'm like, this is so weird, but it worked. It was amazing talking to my inner child. And I, the peace I have felt since that was phenomenal. I also thought that I had just a great childhood, but what I learned is that I'd actually blocked out pieces, which were, which again, the body is an amazing thing and the mind even better. And the protection that it gives you at the time, you still have it. It's still like, Oh, hi. You know, it always like pops its head or shows itself in the most inopportune time, of course, but it's when you need to get a little tension there. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing, like there's the mindset piece and then there's the mm-hmm. therapy piece. And I was not ready when I got into this. first responders, quite often not ready to get into the deep therapy piece, but we can work on the physical. So that's the right. thing, right? right? What pieces are you going to work at? At what point in time is somebody ready? I have people too that have come to me that have done the deep therapy work, but their guts are a mess. Their nervous system's over firing. So we work on that and they've already done that. So what pieces are you coming to me with? We'll mm-hmm. also determine what speed we go through, what rate yeah. it is, and what needs to be done based on how deep are your gut issues? How deep is your stress system really stuck in that nervous state? What are your sleep habits already coming into this? They're all going to move at different rates and different paces. Love the speed of the student. Absolutely love. We can go on and on. I definitely want to just be respectful of your time because I'm like, I want more. Uh, so perhaps you can join us again for a part two coming up. And, you know, we I would love to just delve in because everything that you touched on, I think if you look through our contacts on our phone, like you're going to know somebody that is going through, pick one of five, doesn't matter, any combination. So it's there and it's prevalent and it's wonderful to know that, there are answers to why this is happening that no, it's not the norm and it doesn't have to be that. So we need to also part of the mindset is to learn to stop rationalizing and accepting because there is better out there, but you got to find it. It's up there. It's on the mountain somewhere and we got to find it. So Andy, where, and start with the podcast, because we're all subscribing to that. And two years ago, I just had a few episodes, and now you're probably going to be episode 108 or something like that. And your message is something that needs to be literally shouted from the rooftops or the mountaintop in our case. So start with the name of the podcast and then every place we can find you. So the podcast is Burnout Expert Podcast, mm-hmm. and we are currently building a website out for that one. But if you go to the show notes, it'll mm-hmm. give my, I'm on LinkedIn is my main one. I have a Facebook page now as well for that. It's fascinating transitioning to. Yeah, <laughs> the, di- the different platforms. And because right? yeah, I'm all about Facebook and Insta, and I declared 2023 as the year of LinkedIn. And you're probably out of the... 15 episodes so far, maybe even 20 so far this year. And I would say two thirds, everybody leads with LinkedIn now. I'm like, huh, 
And that's interesting. Okay. Um, So LinkedIn is where I am mainly. Okay. So my LinkedIn is also in my show notes. And if you do want to check out all my work with first responders, that's 911lifestyle.com. That's where my first responder podcast is and everything is all on that one. So just keep it simple. One place for people to go burnout expert podcast that will have links. It'll have my email. So just go into the show notes and everything's in that. Love. So everyone, A, go listen and subscribe and let's keep this knowledge train running because it is knowledge is power and it may not be easy, but it will definitely be worth it. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being here. My pleasure. All right. Comments. Drag them on into that website, joyfoundhere.com. I want to see some nice five-star reviews for this one because this was fire. Love to see your written comment. We are looking to actually increase our reviews in the month of May as a little birthday present for me. Thank you. Thank you. Screenshot that. And uh, there'll be an extra little prize for everybody who does. Appreciate it. Guys, I just love the fact that you come back each and every week. I love the feedback and we will keep more coming. Let us know what else you want to hear. This is at the forefront. This is our health and we're living longer. So let's live better. It doesn't have to be shitty. Let's live better. There are ways to do it. There are way, lots of layers to the onion to dissect it. Let's start with the Burnout Expert podcast and learn some more. Until next week, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.